Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. Tens of thousands of students arrive in California from other countries every year, bringing with them unique educational and language needs. And yet, they often end up in the classrooms of teachers who don't have the training or experience to teach them. We're all just looking around like deer in headlights, staring at each other, waiting for someone to make the next move and not really sure who's going to do that and when or what that move should even be. How will a new state law help teachers of students who are newcomers to this country? Here is this week's Education Beat, filling in for host Zadie Stavely as Emma Gallegos. Jenna Hewitt-King teaches senior English at San Leandro High. She's been teaching for eight years, but last year was the first time she taught a senior English class just for newcomer students, students who had recently arrived from other countries. What was communicated to me wasn't even necessarily the word newcomer. It was, hey, we have this class, it's ELD students, but we're going to put them in a separate space for English because we think that it will benefit them. ELD students are students who need English language development. Of course, I knew that I would have to adapt for these students, but I wasn't planning around having to quite literally rewrite an entire course for this group of students, which is ultimately what I ended up doing. On the first day of school, she introduced herself, then asked students to introduce themselves. That's the moment when she realized just how big the language gap was between her and her students. Most of them spoke Spanish, some Mandarin and Vietnamese, but very few of them spoke much English at all. I can't really describe it in any other way than like awkward. And I, you know, was coming in like, I'm not a new teacher anymore, right? I've got this down. And it was super strange to be back in that space of, whoa, I have no idea what I'm doing. And the students can tell I have no idea what I'm doing. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm guest host Emma Gallegos. This week, a new state law could begin to help the teachers of newcomers who have recently immigrated to the United States. My colleague Zadie Stavely, who most of you know is the host of this podcast, wrote about this for EdSource. So we've turned the tables this week. I'm taking over Zadie's usual role, and I'm excited to welcome her as a guest. Hi, Zadie. Hi, Emma. So glad you're here to talk to us. Yeah, it's funny being on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) So, Zadie, I'd like you to start off by telling us exactly who we're talking about when we talk about newcomers. So the way that the federal government defines this, and um, California is defining it the same way, is students who were born in another country and have attended school in the U.S. for fewer than three years. And so they can be any age. They can be between three and 21 years old. So I was surprised to hear about the struggles that Jenna faced in the classroom because students arriving from other countries is not a rare experience in California. So I wonder if you can tell us what the state has and hasn't done to support newcomers and the people educating them. Yeah, the interesting thing about that, Emma, is that there are 
many different programs that are like newcomer programs. And some districts in California have these like newcomer high schools, for example. So Oakland International High School is a newcomer program. There's one in San Francisco that can really focus on meeting their needs, which are different from other students, including other English learners, right? You know, I spoke with this um, one man named Efrain Tovar, and he works at Abraham Lincoln Middle School in Selma, so near you, um, in the Central Valley. And he also founded this organization called the California Newcomer Network, which is like teachers trying to come together to figure out um, what, you know, to share resources, basically. He said, you know, that it's very, very common to have the experience that Jenna had. He basically said, you know, what happens is teachers are basically thrown into the classroom and it's sink or swim. Even though there is that information, it's like not getting to the teachers. Jenna Hewitt King's training had prepared her to teach high school level English, not students who were just learning how to speak English. She didn't receive any kind of formal training from her district or any curriculum aimed at newcomers. Like the novels that I was teaching in my other class were not going to be accessible in English and I couldn't find translated versions, right? And so, yeah, it was a lot of scrambling, asking for help and just trying things like, let's see if this works. To survive her first year teaching newcomers, she used a lot of Google Translate, pulling out her phone just to have a conversation with her students. And she looked to fellow teachers at her school who were trained in how to teach English language development, or ELD, to English learners. Those teachers had access to training and curriculum that I didn't. As a high school English teacher, you know, I'm not teaching phonics, right? I'm not teaching a lot of that like basic reading level skills that happen in elementary school and that happen in ELD classes often. And so it was just totally out of my repertoire of what I even understood as an English teacher, right? So Zadie, last month, Governor Gavin Newsom signed Assembly Bill 714. What does it do for teachers like Jenna? So the California Department of Education does not actually report the number of newcomer students at this time. We know how many English learners there are, but we don't know how many of those English learners are newcomers. There was a recent report from Californians Together and PACE, which is an organization out of Stanford University, um, that found there were about 152,000 newcomer students enrolled in California. But they only found that out because they did a public records request from the California Department of Education. AB 714 is going to require the state to publish that information. And so then we'll have more of an idea of how many of the students who are English learners are actually recently arrived immigrants. It also requires the California Department of Education to create basically a website of resources on best practices, um, for teaching newcomer students and put them all together on one page. The state is supposed to consider also including content on teaching newcomers in their next English language arts and English language development curriculum. So it's not required, but they are supposed to actually consider that. Well, and so how might the needs of a newcomer be different from other students who are also developing their English language skills? Well, first of all, they have less English than some students who are also still English learners when they're in middle and high school. So 
some students have still not mastered academic English in middle and high school, even though they were born in the U.S. or they have been in school for several years. Those students are often called long-term English learners. And so they might actually speak English well. It might actually be the language that they speak better than any other language, but they don't have maybe the academic language um, that they need to be able to write essays well, or um, they might make a lot of grammar mistakes. But uh, newcomers obviously would have less English skills than those students. Um, also, newcomers are learning a totally different new education system. So they're in a new country, new city, new culture, society. They're learning about what it means to be in the United States and what it means to be in U.S. or California schools at the same time. Um, and then there's also a lot of different needs in terms of um, social emotional needs. A lot of experts talk about the fact that a lot of newcomer students or the families of newcomers might need help finding housing or they might need help finding health insurance or help um, getting in touch with a mental health therapist. Precisely because a lot of students um, have gone through a lot in their country, they might be fleeing violence or they might have gone through a, a traumatic journey to come to the United States. So Jenna teaches seniors in high school, so there are students who are 17 or 18. Are there good resources for these older students? Well, so that's one of the things that some, you know, advocates and experts are hoping this bill will help with. Most books and most materials that are available for kids who are just beginning to learn English are really created for little kids. And so teenagers might not be very interested in reading a picture book about playing with a toy or like about a stuffed animal or about a dinosaur. They really need access to materials that are at their level of English, their very basic level of English, but that deal with content that is at their age level. And so there are some materials available. But again, this is th these are materials that are not necessarily getting to all the teachers who need them. How do other advocates feel about this bill? Teachers seem to be excited about this, but it definitely is kind of a first a first step. Originally, they were also going to require the state to include data about, you know, how those students are doing. So when you, what, what the state calls the dashboard, um, we can now see, you know, how English learners or how different groups of students are doing on standardized tests. They were going to be able to see how newcomer students were doing on tests or how, for example, they might be doing learning English compared to, you know, long-term English learners. But that part of the bill was um, not included in the final version. Jenna says she's excited for the support that AB 714 will provide, not just to teachers like her, but also leaders in her district who are creating new programs dedicated to newcomer students, not just for English class, but for math, history, and science classes. What's been hard is that there's not a lot of models, there's not a lot of language, and so everyone's flying off the seat of their pants, not just me, right? Even the folks in districts in leadership positions that are creating these programs are also just winging it and figuring it out. And so I think having that language around what is a newcomer, uh, what do we need to do for newcomers um, that AB714 offers is a really, really important starting point. Jenna and her students were actually part of an effort to advocate for AB 714. They had an opportunity to meet with lawmakers and share what they believed newcomer students in California really need. None of them made suggestions about curriculum or skills. Every single one of them said 
California needs to hire bilingual teachers. We need teachers that can understand us and that can help us translate. We love all these teachers that are doing their best, but they're just doing their best and it's, and it's not enough for us. Jenna says her students don't just need someone who can speak Spanish or Mandarin or Tagalog or Arabic. Many of these students have fled hardship, war, and unspeakable violence. They need someone who can truly understand what they're going through. They need teachers who can empathize with what they're experiencing and feeling in a way that, like, I just can't. So Zadie, are there enough bilingual teachers in California, or what is California doing to address this? No, there are basically not enough teachers with a bilingual specialization credential. It's one of the biggest areas in California that school districts look for, that they say that they want to fill, but that they cannot find people with the right credentials, basically. In 1998, Californians voted in favor of Proposition 227, which severely limited bilingual education in the state. In 2016, Californians voted to repeal that proposition. And since then, the state changed gears and has actually been encouraging bilingual education. A lot of those programs that used to prepare bilingual teachers closed or shut down after Prop 227. And so now that we're back to encouraging bilingual education in California, there's an effort to try to increase the number of bilingual education like preparation programs. And I think that that's a little bit slow. In the new state budget, there was also some money for this program called the Bilingual Teacher Professional Development Program. And basically that program helps teachers who might be bilingual but don't actually have the specialization to get their credential. Jenna's first year was a struggle, but this year she feels a little more prepared. It's not easy yet. I'm still struggling every day, but I was able to find a novel that is one of the most widely translated novels and also one of my favorites. We're reading The Alchemist together, which is such a beautiful book about finding your role in the world and following your dreams and what that looks like. Some of her students chose to read the novel in their native languages. After reading, Jenna has them come together to discuss the novel in English. Those concepts of having dreams and goals and wanting to go for them and there being obstacles are so relatable, especially for our students who are newcomers who have mostly just been through a ton of obstacles and are still going through them every day to to have access to education in the same way that our other students do. Teaching these students has been one of the hardest things Jenna has ever done as a teacher, but she says she's been blown away by how her newcomer students approach their education. I've found this sense of gratitude in my newcomer students. They just feel grateful and happy to be in a place that is safe, um, to have access to school, right? A lot of them do share that they either couldn't go to school in their home country or school just really wasn't doing much for them there. And so it's been really humbling and really exciting to see teenagers get excited about learning things again because teenagers aren't always excited about learning. And the other thing is that I I think they find joy in teaching me also. Like they love that I will ask them how to say things in their home language. And they love that they get an opportunity to teach me about their home country or things in their culture. So 
I, I really am, I love working with this group of students. This is why last year they said, you said this was hard. Do you want to do it again? And I said, absolutely. I don't want to put all this like blood, sweat and tears into something that I don't care about, right? It's, I care about the kids. I care about their success and I care about these kinds of programs being successful for students. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Zadie's story at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guest, Jenna Hewitt-King, and reporter, Zadie Stavely. Our CEO is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by Sobrato Philanthropies. I'm Emma Gallegos. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.